Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It's time to talk some basketball uh, with a woman who uh, is one of the hardest working in college hoops out there, especially in ACC country. I think she called four games in one day last week. (laughs) She might do do more games than Teddy Valentine does. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) I watched last night as the Tar Heels upset the sixth-ranked Lady Pack last night in a rivalry game. Damn right they did. Debbie's on the call. And what did Debbie tell us uh, yesterday when we were setting up this interview? That she'll be having meetings all day in Clemson. She's getting ready for another broadcast. But she's nice enough to take some time out to talk some round ball with us. She is Debbie Antonelli, who got a very nice honor while broadcasting at her alma mater, NC State, during the week. I know she was touched by that. Congratulations, Debbie. How you doing? What's going on? Hey, guys. Um, thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, it was a short night or a long night, depending on how you look at it. But uh, I'm here at Clemson after a drive from Chapel Hill, and I'm ready to go. That's good. I yeah, was we, wor- have to, we have to get your interview in before your next game starts. That is true. That is true. I was worried, <laughs> Debbie. I'm like doing the math. Man, she's not going to get much sleep before her 8 a.m. interview. But you are cranked, and you have the energy. Um, let's start with your alma mater, NC State. Um, they've lost so many close games. I mean, I was saying the other day, I mean, if they went to the five, six point or less games they've lost in the ACC, if they just win two of those, they're a 10 and five team in the ACC. And I think we're feeling differently. Um, what do you think about folks talking about Kevin Keats and his job status? What do you think the job that he's doing there? And does it upset you to hear, you know, us on the outside kind of question him? Or do you think with two tournament bids, in seven years, if they don't make it this year, that it's a legitimate question. You know, I think it's a legitimate question, but I think you got to know the man and the heart that comes with it. And the landscape of college basketball has changed significantly in those seven years. And when you look at the transfer portal and the money that's involved, we've got free agency without a salary cap in college basketball. And I know you've heard other people say that. It is a tougher landscape to navigate. Now, I'm not making excuses for Coach Keats. But I do know Kevin. I know the man. I know who he is. I know where he comes from. I know how hard he works. He's put his team in positions to win those games at the end. They haven't executed. Now, are you going to blame the coach for that, or are you going to blame the players? Usually, we blame the coach. But I saw the other night in the game that I called uh, against Syracuse that, you know, they made the adjustments in the second half. They came back. They played with more energy. They came out of the locker room ready to go. They had a chance. They made two critical mistakes late, and it cost them the game. Now, you can say they lost the game in the first half. Chris Bell shook, he was able to shake free for eight triples. Yeah. You usually don't see that. But, uh, you know, they made the adjustments in the second half. So uh, uh, if you know Kevin and you know the man, then you know how hard he's working, his staff as well. And um, it's just part of what's going on now in college basketball. You're, he did everything right to set his team up to win. That is the voice of the legendary Debbie Antonelli on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Debbie with ESPN uh, and the ACC Network. Debbie, a couple of massive games tomorrow in the conference. UNC at Virginia. Virginia has been a house of horrors for uh, the Heels the last decade or so. When you look at this particular Heels team, 
what has to happen for them matchup-wise to come out of Virginia with a win? Well, first of all, let me say something about Tony Bennett and the defense that they play. Yes, it's been a tough up and down for Tony as well. Um, You know, they play well one night. They don't play as well the other night. But here's the thing. You ask any coach in the league, you know the way they're going to defend. You still have to execute. Even when you go high, hard hedge, big, fat, high, hard hedge with high hands in the short roll, he's forcing you to make decisions. Now, North Carolina has decision makers and playmakers at almost every position. I am one that believes Armando Baycott has a switch. And I think in the biggest moments, he turns it on. If you've watched him all season, as I have, from the non-conference into January, I thought he took it up another level. Now we're in February. I think he's taken it up another level. He's taken some pressure off of R.J. Davis. Reese Beekman will have his hands full keeping R.J. Davis in front. That's a challenge for everybody in the league. The front-line play with Jordan Minor and Buchanan, the freshman, they got to keep Baycott off the glass. And then you've got Ingram, who has been fantastic on the board, who's been a game-changer for North Carolina. If they execute, take care of the basketball, and get some points in transition, which is a backbreaker for Virginia, they will have a chance to win on the road there, and that's not an easy place to go in and win. I was just there last Saturday for the Wake Forest game. Hey, Debbie, let's talk about Wake Forest. Uh, they had, that's a, that, that Joel is jumping right now. They have not lost a game at home. Duke is pretty darn hot, though, and they roll in there tomorrow. What do you think about this matchup? What are the keys, and, and can Wake get this one? This one they're, they're now Lenardi's first team out. They are right there hanging on their way into this thing. Surely this win would put them on the right side. Can they get it? What do you think? So if you've been listening to me all year, you know I'm big on Wake. I've had a, uh, a lot of confidence in what they've been able to do when they added Epson Reed and then when they added Damari Monsanto to go along with Hunter Salas and Boopy Miller in the backcourt. I mean, these guys can score. So can Duke. I don't think it's going to be a defensive effort at all. I think it's going to be an up-and-down track meet, and I think that's the kind of game that both these teams excel in. So Duke is one of the hotter teams in the country that – I really think that they've been slighted a little bit. You know, after they lost to Pitt at home, don't take anything away from Pitt. They're an excellent team. I think they're a tournament team as well. Blake Henson had a big game. Duke was shorthanded, missing Jeremy Roach and Mark Mitchell. Now, this is a new Mark Mitchell that's playing, right? I mean, this is a Mark Mitchell that we hadn't seen before. Be able to play his role at a high level and be able to score. I didn't think he was going to be able to put 20 points on the board for Duke ever. Yeah. But he's been able to do that, and uh, this is going to be a really fun one to watch. This is a great game for the fans. Debbie, as weird as it sounds, and I'm saying this as a Duke fan, and I I can't believe this is possibly a thing, has Duke almost flown under the radar a little bit (laughs) because they haven't been overly dominant, but yet they've won a lot of basketball games. I mean, come on. Is Duke ever under the radar? No way, man. (laughs) I mean, come on. They're they're so – Cameron is so hard to go in and win. Uh, And John Shire, I think, in his second year – has continued to become a better play caller, more comfortable in situations, um, especially offensive situations at the end of the game. And I think he would admit that. But when you watch him, he's got a little fire in him this year. You know, we've seen him chase down the officials a little bit. We've seen him do some things that, you know, you, you've come to, you know, appreciate about what Coach K could do and the way he could manage games and manage the end of games. Uh, I don't think Duke's ever under the radar, to be honest with you guys. I just think people aren't talking about the ACC in a national perspective. And a lot of that has to do with 
all the metrics in the net and all the conversation there. And I can tell you right now from all the coaches in the league that I have talked to lately, they don't care about all that stuff. They're just trying to get their team better. Yeah, and, and, and when they when you do get them to care, right, and talk about it, Steve Forbes was on our station last week, and he's very critical of the metrics. Jeff Capel, the other night after they lost to Wake, was talking about the narratives that he thinks are unfair to the conference. Do you think that the conference is now underrated? Do you think it is – do you think there's a narrative out there that is unfair to the ACC? How do you feel about that? I think there's an unfair narrative, and I say that because when you talk to the coaches, they'll tell you they don't see anything that's changed in the league when you get in conference play. It's still the same difficult schedule, unbalanced, who you play, when you play, where you play, injuries, and managing all of that inside conference play. It's just as hard as it's ever been to win. It's not easier in any perspective, and certainly not at the bottom of the league. It's not easier. So... Uh, all the teams at the bottom of the league do play defense. So, uh, you know, I, I would say that there's a narrative out there nationally that because of the way the metrics are consumed by consumers and the way they're put out there by all the different um, sites that there are to, to take a look at it, you can spin numbers any way you want. I think that's why the coaches try to block out that noise with their players and just play. All right, Debbie, we appreciate it. My man Bone is right. You are a true legend. You already had multiple Emmys. You were already in the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. And I alluded to this earlier, but for people that didn't know what that honor was, um, you have now won uh, the 2024 Kurt Gowdy Electronic Media Award. You're a recipient of that award. So you got yourself some hardware. You got yourself some silverware you're winning, and it's well-deserved. We love having your time. Thank you so much for squeezing us in, Debbie. Thank you guys for your kind words, and uh, thank you for having me on. All right. Get me back Debbie. on next time when we roll around to March. Definitely. Got to do it. Got to do it. That no, is does, uh, Debbie broad. Antonelli. Wake up weekday mornings with Mac and Bone. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. The official home of the Charlotte Sports Fan.